Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head behind enemy lines this week with Brian Hutton's 1970 epic, Kelly's Heroes. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hey. Mike B. Yeah. And Chiang Kai-shek, also known as Nate. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what'd you think? Hmm. Who's going to go first? By all means. <laughs> I don't want to go first. Um, I want to know what other people's thoughts. Brian or Mike, well, that's please. No, you, you go first. You go Me? First. Me. No, the other Mike, eh? <laughs> Ooh, okay, well, um, I don't, this is an interesting one because a lot of people seem to have grown up with this movie um, and have a connection with because of that. Uh, I actually didn't see this until I was like in my 20s. Um, and uh, then I just saw it for this, uh, for, for, you know, doing this podcast the other day. And, um, it's uh it's interesting because it falls into that category of like the late sixties, early seventies um era of war films that's like the dirty dozen kind of era where it's uh it's very farcical, it's very um, you know, kind of uh sticking it to the man and stuff like that. And uh you know, it's entertaining as fuck, but uh um yeah, it is. It is a. It is a very, very bizarre movie. Um, I don't know that I can say necessarily that I. I'm a fan of it, um, but it is. It is definitely something to behold. <laughs> it is kind of a, a film in its own universe, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it so great in a sense that it's detached enough from reality that you don't get so mad at the leather pouches for the Thompsons and the stupid shit. Like you can really get into it if you want to. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's still this incredible product of the late '60s, early '70s. You know, I mean, it has a lot of tropes for its time when it was made. You know, of course, they're talking about the Vietnam War with Oddball and shit like that. But like, it it's just for what it is and for when it was made, it's just really great. <laughs> um, I, I like Nate. I know you said you'd never seen it, so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, what Let's you get think? Done shoveling those fucking things down. Yeah, sorry. Let me. Let me. I'm shoveling. I'm shoveling the last like four noodles into my mouth. I'm sorry, I I didn't get into like just now. So, um, yeah. I mean, like this is the first time I've ever seen it, ever. Um, I mean, I've always seen clips. I think there's a trend here. I think the trend is I stayed away from anything between 1961 to like 1979 because not by choice or not by you know I wanted to stay away. It's just I don't think I really have seen a lot of those movies of that era. Um, and so going into this podcast and kind of, we're kind of going through these types of movies, I'm finding a lot of gems, um, because we did Zulu last week to date this is, you know, I found a lot, there's a lot of really good films in this swath and there's a lot of really bad ones, which I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find out some way. Um, but no, I mean like, um, it is a very bizarre, uh, I don't want to say, like, it's bizarre, like, in the sense of, like, 
bad. It's just bizarre. Like I, I, it's, it's, I, I think, I think the way I, I think the words I'm trying to say is like, it is the film style of smashing kind of two eras together. And what I mean by that, meaning like they kind of set the precedent of movies like this that follow this same kind of mantra. I'm like, you know, 1960s music in a 1940s-esque era. You know, you could say the same thing happened with other movies in the future from then on. And in terms of, I'm, I guess I'm mainly thinking of it like as the editing choice. Not necessarily the storyline, but the, but the editing choice. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I want to I save all my stuff kind of as we start digging into this. But, I, I mean, all in all, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. It might be bizarre. It might be kind of out there. Um, but it's I th- intentionally so. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I, I enjoyed it, though. Like, there was no, oh, this is dog water. Like, I never once thought that. Not even when the hands are flying up all over the German army. And I don't mean surrendering. I mean just falling down. <laughs> so That was the thing at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Mike B., what about you? Um, I love this because, yeah, it was one of those people that grew up with it. My dad used to watch this shit, the Dirty Dozen, all that stuff. But this was uh, always one of my favorites because it's, it's just, it's funny. And it's supposed to be funny. It's like the most 70s World War II movie ever made. <laughs> and it's... It almost yeah, feels like a parody of, the, of that. <laughs> well, it is. That's the thing. That's the whole point of it. That's why it's so bizarre. It wasn't supposed to be like a serious film. And it was just supposed to be kind of making fun of that shit and making fun of war in general. And, you know, because it's not really like a, a tragedy. Like people die and everything, but it's not like you're not supposed to feel awful. It's just kind of surface level... Um, presentation of as far as that stuff's concerned but um yeah it's it's just funny like it's all the different characters i mean it's an all-star cast for the time which is pretty cool yeah a lot of big names yeah and uh, a lot of really good actors and and apparently they had a lot of fun making this and i can see why it it kind of reminds me of when it's when kind of like this era not to interrupt you but but more of like i saw a lot of pulp cultural references yeah, like within this, and it kind of reminds me of kind of how you know some a lot of the historical films kind of do that now. So it's kind of like how it's kind of been like a resurgence of the film style a little bit. It's it's just fun. It's a fun film. Like I've seen it, I don't know, probably literally hundreds of times in my life, and shown it to a bunch of people. And it's just it's funny. It's kind of a break from. I mean, it's still the. 60s-esque stuff and whatever, but I think it's, I mean, what else are they going to do at that time? And yeah, it's just fucking funny. Like all the different, like Don Rickles, like Don Rickles to to be in a war movie. Like Mm -hmm. the Danny DeVito of his day, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, a lot funnier though. Holy shit. Um, his comedy is amazing, but, or was amazing anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I, I really have nothing bad to say, but I'm also extremely, extremely biased. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's I, I don't know, it's really interesting because this came out the exact same year as movies like uh, what, what was it? Uh, Catch Twenty Two and Mash. Mash and Donald Sutherland was in Mash as well. This came out the exact same year, and it kind of has the same feel as those. You know, like this. Uh, like this kind of has this anti-war vibe to the whole thing, but at the same time, it's like farcical, you know. And that seems to be like 
a trend that was set by a lot of the movies at the time. Again, like I say, I think the Dirty Dozen might have been the one that really started doing that. Yeah, no, it's very interesting um, when it came out and everything. And, and, you know, my background, this is kind of similar to Mike's. I did grow up with it. And, uh, you know, I was in the museum, a lot of museums growing up and like, you know, volunteering and stuff and especially armor museums. And this was always tripped as like the tank movie. You know, this is before Fury and everything. This is like, you know, the aughts, like late aughts, early teens um, of this century. And, um, you know, it, people just don't realize that like this really set a standard for that time. Because you you also had the Bridget Ramagan, which was like a big armor movie and stuff, but nothing like this, you know, like Oddball for whatever crazy 60s hippie character is. He's the quintessential tanker. If you watch him fucking jump all over that goddamn thing, like that's what a tanker knows what to do. You know, like he runs up the front and the barrel and everything. And, and there was really nothing at the time to compare it. You know, I mean, it, it's interesting because it's almost like a more realistic rap patrol, you know, like uh, which was a big TV show in the 60s, which, you know, you have fucking cowboys in the desert shooting up, you know, Rommel's Africa Corps. And uh, but this is, you know, all these guys are wearing helmets the whole time. <laughs> you know, it's like they're more soldiers than they are like, you know, crazy characters. They're all you know, kind of more GI in the sense of in an army, you know, cause you, you have the different characters and there are different cultures from the States come through. Um, but it's not like super outlandish, you know, it's just subtle and what it should be. The other cool thing I like too, is the mix of uniforms, like 41s and 43s. Cause that was really prevalent at this time. And it's also set during a strange time during the war as well. September 44, because there was a huge German counteroffensive at Nancy. That's when the whole fronts were running out of gas and stuff. So you don't really have movies, you know, set in that fall period where shit's going bad for the Allies. So, yeah, it's just so bizarre and all so many levels. How old is this water? Hmm. Why are you smelling water? <laughs> because it's old. <laughs> old water. How old? Like... I don't know. Is there visible mold no, growing it's in like it? A, what the like, fuck are you doing? It's like a week old. Week old water. <laughs> Should be a band. Week old water. <laughs> You're welcome, Mike. Yeah, it's really lovely. <laughs> um, no, the... Um, uh, so Kelly's Heroes. Yeah, so Kelly's Heroes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, the all of the all of the the this the, like the uh, the town fighting and stuff like that. It was really funny though watching this. I'm just like, Saving Private Ryan stole this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ends at the yeah. at the town with the tanks, yeah, tiger tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tiger tanks, bell tower, fighting in a French city. Like, like yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, it was really funny. It was just like I was like, huh. But I I also really liked the. Um, I mean, not that it can be stolen. It's a very cliche, you know, or not a cliche. It's a very, you know, of course, where they're going to fight in a French town. Cause that's exactly what happened in history. But um, it, it was very interesting to to see the, uh, I mentioned before, but the pop culture thing with the Westerns. Yeah, where yeah. they, where they, they uh, walk up at, uh, to the tank at the end. Yeah, taking yeah. taking all of Clint Eastwood's movies, movie history <laughs> with the Westerns. You, and You can hear spurs when they're walking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's no spurs anywhere on anyone, yeah. No, it was it was really I really liked uh, I really liked that nod, and I liked all like the you know, the whole. Uh, well, he could be a Republican, you know, like the whole. <laughs> a great yeah, line. Yeah, 
Like, it was just, like, all-around fun. I mean, you know, uh, and I stayed away from this movie sometime, not 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 for this reason, just, like, I think, like, uh, self-consciously, just because I was worried that I would, I would see too much of Vietnam in this film. You know, man, you know, come on, man, you just need negative waves and positive waves. I'm just like, it's not World War II. It's not what I think of World War II. So it's like, it would, it was. Nobody thinks of World War II like right, that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I was just like worried uh, that I would, like, you know, that would, that would come across bad, but it didn't. And I was very pleasantly surprised by that. And, you know, Don Sutherland's interpretation of it is just so good. I also like, I also <laughs> like him like, uh, double arms swinging in the rain off the turret. Yeah. Like, like, like almost eating shit, but catching himself as he flies off the turret off the front. Like, like, yep. it's like, cause I've done that. I've done that just fooling around on Sherman's at tank museums, like just jumping oh, yeah. off and on and rubber sole shoes and fucking and rain you know, paint on yeah. steel. Yeah. 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 You know, like, there's no texture on a tank. Yeah. No You're fucking falling off. You fly. It's, it's like, it's like the krauts on ice. It's rubber on steel for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wanna you wanna have a, a really funny laugh talking about reenacting real quick. Just set up your uh, your contact point where there's ice, <laughs> and you can just watch every German reenactor that tries to attack your position just eat shit on the fucking fucking road. That's like slapstick. Oh, you know, right oh, there. it's it's so bad when ice and and hobnails get together. Ugh. They uh, there was a big reenactment in uh, in Pennsylvania at Fort Newtown Gap that they did for like 30 years and one year they canceled it because it was really icy yep i remember that. Was going out to the field and he picked up his mp44 and he went to pick up his panzer shrek and then he tripped back and broke his arm like four places oh man and it was Oof. so icy they couldn't like get an ambulance in so yeah was that the same year? that, that yeah. might have also been the same year or maybe the year after uh some guy slipped on the ice with an MG34 on his rested in the crook of his shoulder and because he fell back it broke his collarbone yeah, there was yeah. A, there was injuries there every year. Yeah, yeah. There's always fat old boomers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I some guy some guy took a nosedive. Some guy took a nosedive uh, one year, and I'll keep it very quick. One year uh, he was running so far, and he was running with an MP40, and I saw him almost baseball slide in the third. And rammed his helmet into a dead tree, like a rotten log, got the helmet stuck, and he couldn't get out because he had his chin strap on, and guys had to pull him out because he literally got his helmet jammed within, like, it was, like, kind of like a reverse prong where it goes in, like an arrowhead, but it won't come out. It was like that. <laughs> he couldn't get because I watched three guys pull a guy out of a dead tree. I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? You know, <laughs> what it, is it, going on? It's yeah. funny, these stories... Things you were talking about, like the slipping on the ice and all that, breaking limbs and shit. Like, you gotta wonder how much that happened in real life. You know, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Non-combat injuries are super common. Right. Yeah. I mean, compare it like to if it happens yeah. to reenactors, and it's like the same type of gear and shit like that that they had back then. You know, a, a good friend of mine. To go off a little tangent. Um, he was a uh, recondo school, like fucking special forces, everything. Went to Vietnam, 1969. Goes on his first mission in the jungle, all set, fucking cameled out. Walks 200 meters, slips down a ravine, fucking slides down and breaks his pelvis. It's mm. medevac two hours later. <laughs> fucking out of the country in a week in Japan. Never goes back and becomes a trainer at Rokondo. Like, you know, <laughs> that was his Vietnam. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, man. You know, you know so. <laughs> Maybe it was for the best. Exactly, right? Yeah. You know, the guy was 35 years. He's like, I was in Vietnam for two weeks. <laughs> like, way it goes. But, uh, yeah, shit sucks. But with armor, you got to be really careful. 
You know, like it's it's incredibly easy to fuck yourself up. You're gonna crush your fingers at some point, and That's, yeah, you know, it's funny because like like uh, Brian, you've done a lot of tank stuff when it comes to reenacting, and I know yeah. we've we, you've told me all the stories. You don't need to you know tell them, but it's just funny that some of the things that you've told me, it's like people nearly dying just from you know <laughs> fucking around or something. Oh yeah, tank. yeah. It, it's never a lack at the laps. You mm-hmm. know, like one story that I'll tell quick is uh, we knew this guy out in California. And uh, he had a really nice Stewart and everything. And uh, he loved to teach me how to drive it. And it was an M3 Stewart. It wasn't an M5. So it has like the hatch in the front. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a sloped front. So he was teaching him how to drive this vehicle. And he, you know, broke all the rules of, of armor because he was looking backwards and they were driving forwards. And he had his back, you know, towards the front of the vehicle and it lurched and he lost his uh, grip and he flipped under the track, you know, backwards and it crushed him. So it's like, yeah, we die from your own vehicle, you know, because you're an idiot. But again, it just takes one second. Yeah. Um, so friends of friends. So it fucking you know. killed him. It ran over him all the way. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh you know, you know, fucking uh, trackeries, you know, uh, like another story. Um, <laughs> you don't have to go off a of tank tangents, but I can go forever. Is uh, a few years ago in California as well. California tanks don't go well together, I guess. But um, it was an M18 Hellcat and. Uh, this guy was like, oh, I'm going to go shoot my M18 Hellcat. And he knows reactor kid. He's like, I need a loader. You want to come with me? And he's like, yeah. So they go to this range and everything. It's like a, he was a part of a, the MVPA, which is this military vehicle preservation association. They have a bunch of like vehicles and stuff. And he made a lot of money and he had a fucking tank. Long story short, they go to you shoot their tank, right? And they get like ammunition. And in the States, you can't have high explosive ammunition for your like big guns, anything over 50 caliber, basically. It's called a destructive device. Um, you need a special form for it and everything. So people like have, uh, rounds that are milled on milling machines so it's like a 76 millimeter just steel head or whatever you know just to shoot eggs like a dummy round not ap or anything just to have fun with long story short they go to shoot this gun right and they aim it in you know shooting like 500 yards yay cool 76 millimeter they hit the uh plunger to fire it and the fucking breech explodes mm. and what happened was was that oh so anyway the breech explodes and the kid that was like the loader he's now hamburger meat and the gunner who owned the tank, the, he had enough time to call his wife and said, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I really fucked up. I fucked up. And he died. Oh, my God. Was, what happened was, wasn't that, the, wasn't that the like investigation, five to six years ago? That wasn't that too long ago. Yeah. What happened was, I remember that being that all over the news. Yeah. The guy that made the ammunition for the tank used rifle and pistol powder. Mm-hmm. And when he made the shell and they have different burning and flash points. So what happened was, is that half of the powder went off and the shell went halfway down the barrel and got stuck or the round. And then the other half exploded. There was a void. It's not going that way. It's going this way. And the breach just shattered. And that's what happened. Fragmentation grenade. They're still trying to sell that tank. The inside. I I remember. I should. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I do remember that one. So anyway, it doesn't, it takes a second and you don't know why you're dead. And you're dead with armor, like literally. It, and it, yeah. that's what just happens. Um, you know? I mean, it's crazy. So, well, to to br- I mean, that's fucking tragic. But uh, to bring this back <laughs> to Kelly's heroes, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, wait, hold on. You, I, the, the, I know this wasn't your, this wasn't your, re- this wasn't like intentional. But you're just like, huh? Sad. 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, what's this podcast about again? Oh, yeah, this that's is, right. No, this really it, funny movie named Kelly called Kelly's Heroes. It's just, no, uh, it's just, it's just, but, it's but yeah, just your, your but tone, just, yeah. your tone, man, it's like, huh, sad. Anyways. I was in deep thought, thank you very much. No, I was mourning those people. Seriously. Oh, my God, dude. Um, uh, fucking, you play with uh, Aubrey, you, you got to pay the consequences. You just got to be smart about it. But yeah. um, I, no, wouldn't, but, uh, I wouldn't go near any of that shit unless I knew it was being run by someone I, who knew I, exactly I, what they were talking I, about. I, I, just, sorry, again, go, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I want yeah. you to go. go. So, oh. again, Armor and Films, you know, I can only imagine all the mishaps yeah. they have. But that's what I was that's gonna, why, yeah, mention. That's why when I see, like, fucking Donald Sutherland jumping around the Sherman and stuff, I'm just like, he knows what he's doing. Like, you know, these guys played with armor enough where, like, they're, they're comfortable with it. And it shows, yeah. you know. And the other funny thing in the film is they have a huge no-no they break at the bridge scene where the guy jumps onto the running Sherman. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. And they get away with it because if, if you watch the scene, there's these, like, radiators on the bottom of the back of the Sherman. And they're adjustable and stuff. And for that scene, they actually tilted it out and locked it so that there was a step there. Because usually, it fucking, you, dude, you don't get it on a Sherman from the back. You get it from the tracks to the front. So for that scene, they modified it. And like the next scene where they're driving and stuff, you could see that the radiator is in the right place. So mm. they modified the tank just for that shot. But you'd never get on a running tank. Like mm. unless you're straight dead in the front or you're straight dead in the back. But even then, like that's a no. That's, you want to fucking become track grease? Like that's yeah. a really quick way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Really impressive. They had all these uh, Shermans to work with. That's because they filmed it in Yugoslavia, which was the only mili- one of the only militaries that had the working right. Shermans at that point. Yeah, you know? but like compare it to you know like Patton, which came out the same year as this. It's like with all the Patton tanks stuff like that. It's like it's cool they were able to get all these actual Shermans for it. Well, there's the one scene where uh, Telly Savalas and Clint Eastwood are arguing about like, oh, what are you gonna do, Kelly? And they have just the continuous line of troops yeah. and armor, and, like, and the, it's like the, that's the, all the, real. Yeah, you know? and the half tracks too. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's just insane, and it's just that would be so hard to get together today. Even mm-hmm. Fury had like a quarter of that shit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like you only see it in the lot, and it's not running. So it's just fucking so cool to see that, that much shit. Mm-hmm. That was nice about this era of films because everything was still out there. You know, the um, so so just because we're talking about um, <clears throat> all that kind of stuff, those tigers are fake, right? Of course, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. They're the T thirty four ones. T thirty four eighty five from Saving Private Ryan. They did the same thing. Okay, yeah, different conversion. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I thought those tigers were built off like truck shatties or something like that. Like no, because Yugoslavia also had T thirty four eighty fives. Okay. So they uh, they just use those. Okay, and what they do, they just like they like make fake make. Same thing in Saving Private Ryan. They just built around okay. it. Okay. The only it's, real problem is the tracks and the turrets too far. Well, isn't forward. that isn't that the and same thing small. with um? You've seen one, Nathan. If you've been to Gap, no, I know, I know, no, I yeah. know that that tank that tank's the Saving Private Ryan tank. That's I've seen that. Up that close. is, yes. yeah, yep. it's um, it it's, sucks. It's, it sucks ass. It's terrible. It, does. Um, it never runs, <laughs> and they never. Don't is it, is it, Hmm? Sorry, go now ahead. it's owned by a guy in Florida now. I was gonna say, is yeah. that like super broken down or something? It, it got so, it, was it, was, it was so worn down by little like you know kind of private collectors who somehow able were to get it, and they just kind of like they're like this gum is and, the tank I saw in the movie, so they bought it and didn't right. understand yeah. like what piston rings are. Yeah, and then they, they used burn it up. Band of Brothers too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did they? Oh, interesting. This, I wonder the, 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 the Bastone and the Foy. Yeah, it's the same one. Because hmm. uh, the, the Kelly's Heroes ones were kind of like they had a lore because nobody knew what happened to them forever. Mm. And two of them went missing. 
There's one that's in England that's uh, Bobbington. That's like you know whatever. Does this it is still the real have one. the the fake uh, tiger on top of it? Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all correct. But uh, then apparently one ended up in the states somewhere mm-hmm. at like a kid, the children's like some. I don't know. I looked that's into it weird. a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, but I remember like when I was at the museums, there was always like a lore because you know people in armor know people in armor. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's not too big of a community. But they were like, what the fuck happened to the Kelly Zero's tanks? Like there was. Nobody really knows. They, because like they, they, go ahead. Sorry, Brian. Well, because they weren't like, you know, used for other films a lot because they were in Yugoslavia, but they shot so much footage with them mm-hmm. that they just kept using the footage in other movies because it was in libraries. So like people assumed they were used in other films, but they just really like were used once and then languished and then one showed up in England. Yeah. So I like or how they a had the farm apparently. I like how they had the first Panzer division, uh, uh, insignia. Oh, first SS. Yeah. Yeah. With the, uh, the, the skeleton key, the key uh, of Dunkirk. Yeah. Yep. A little, nice little touch there. Yeah. Right. You know, but I, I, well, I wonder what they're made of. Cause it can close up. They kind of look almost like fiberglass, you know, and, uh, the, the whole shell and stuff like that. And the, I mean, obviously it's, they didn't like, you know, they didn't take parts from a tiger. I don't think they did because I mean, they have the MG 42 mounted in the, the whole, you know, gun like that. Obviously like a real one couldn't, Fit something like well, that. Well, which is funny about that is that they, the Germans never had MG42 coaxial machine guns. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's, that's, what what that's what I'm saying. Always I was going to say yeah. that's wrong because that's it's always MG34. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So it must have been some kind of thing that they were able to build and like, oh yeah, just stick that machine gun in there. Oh yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like the whole barrel is sticking out of the. That, oh, you can see the rear sight. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that I mean that that makes sense why they only had MG42s because Yugoslavian and army at that point with only... 53s actually if you, if you listen they but they have a recording of a 42 in the beginning okay it's interesting mm-hmm. well the you could hear well well i was just gonna say like that's the only reason why we probably don't see any 34s anywhere not even on ground troops it's, it's all mg mm-hmm. it's all mg 42s mg 53s and all that stuff there's not one grand or carbine in this movie. They're they're in the background, but they're not in being used yeah yeah yep. or even like uh holy shit yeah you, know, you are yeah stuff. you're right there's only you see them. You, oh. you, you see a couple guys with them on their shoulders, and same with the with the Mausers, but they're yep. never in use. So and Nate, did you notice the Lafette on the trucks? Yeah, dude, I, I, I yes, turned the thing. I, I did. I was I was like, huh? That's that's <laughs> isn't it interesting? I was like, yeah. that's interesting. Maybe I don't know this, and I was just like, I'll just chalk no, up that I don't it, know this. But that was so. I now that you say it like that, I'm like, okay, I was correct. I was like, hmm. It's a very interesting choice. Yeah, it would have probably know? would have been hard to do. Like that thing's fucking heavy. You know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, I can think of at least seventeen other ways to do it easier. Yeah, it's, like and cheaper. But it was definitely a, a choice, not one I would have chosen. Those those Lafets are ridiculous. You can see the guy's like like. I know he like he really does it. Yeah, that's what I was impressed. I was like, okay, that's fucking hilarious. But at the same time, like Jesus, dude. You know, uh, just to clarify, the Lafette is a uh, German machine gun mount uh, that was a ground mount. And in the movie, they mount them on the trucks for the whole minefield truck scene. And uh, they're totally being employed in the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally like a 40 pound mount and they're using it on top of the vehicle as a so. as a like swivel based turret system. Me that's, and Nathan both are stupid and have one. So yeah, that's, that's what the script called for. So they said to the production team, you know, make it work somehow. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, right. like the, the th- tell the Yugoslavian com- mechanic to do something. The, the, right, and he did something. The, so, so, so talking about that. So what? There were only Thompsons, BARs, and thirties. Um, there was the WZ twenty eight. I didn't see one BAR in this. 
Wait, those are not those were not BARs. Oh, we'll jump into no. It's it's actually an FNBAR. It's a Belgian oh. post. We'll jump into the IMDb in a bit, but I thought okay. that, that yeah. might be why they looked weird to me. I was going to ask that question. Yeah, with the yeah. pistol grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. They looked like they were something different, but yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was I only saw one M1 carbine and it had the rifle grenade attachment the whole time. That was cool. Yeah, that was neat to see because yeah. you rarely see that in film, especially with the carbine too. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the M8 grenade launcher. The uh, the, the 30 cal's also had um, the Israeli. Um... I'll give you fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. You got it on you. <laughs> Do I look like a bank to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, 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 that's what uh, it makes this movie so good. It's fucking lions. <laughs> it's um oh, yeah. no the uh, the the whole um. I like I like the paint rounds. I know you probably guys talked about that. I think when I went to go get a drink, but like the paint rounds were super cool and funny. And I was like, I like the way that played out. I was like, oh shit, well, we have the shot lined up and we shot a paint round at the back of it. Like, well, it's one of those things where it's just like you know, it's a one line, and you're like, oh okay, whatever. Yeah. Be. And then it, then like two hours later, you're like yeah, fuck it pays it, it off. Came back. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's that's it's that's filmmaking at its finest right there. You set it up and you pay it off. Well, the well the right? well the cool like, the cool the cool thing about it, though is like you know. It 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 it, dis- it shows itself in the film, but the fact that it shows itself in the film at a pivotal moment, at the point where they are super fucking lucky, the thing doesn't turn around and just one hit them. Yeah, it's a yeah. really tense moment. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, It's yeah. like yeah. oh shit, and they're like, oh my god, the fucking paint. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. It, it looked that Clint Gibson's is his price. Yeah. That's paint. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love right after it happened, Donald Sutherland's look where he just kind of stares at it <laughs> until yeah. like until he's like has to shake him. That's paint. Like, Oh wait a second! Like and and like and you know stuff is. I don't want to say cliche, but it's like it's because I feel like this is the setting. This is this is the set. This is the this is the mile mark for for what is going to be done over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, am I am I wrong, my, uh, Brian and and Mike B? Do you do you agree with that? Like people were trying to replicate this movie, like. As time goes on, do you think it set the bar for cliches, or do you think it was following, but it did it so quirky and differently that it, that it, that it just it just was its own thing out there, but it was following a, a carbon copy of something else? Because wasn't Bridge? Well, I, th- I think you could say that about. I think you could say that about a lot of films. Like honestly, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Like, did The Great Escape set something up for you know the way films were going to be shot in the future yeah, yeah. or done? Um, you know, all that kind of shit and going all the way back. So, Brian, I, you go first because I have something to say too. Yeah, I'd say the opposite. I'd say this is almost the epitome of like the end of the 1960s shoot 'em up movies or whatever. Because as the 70s begins, you know, Michael said something interesting earlier I didn't realize is that MASH came out the same year. And, you know, that's such a different tone. And MASH is the tone of the 70s era of war films, you know, like the we lost in Vietnam and the economy sucks and fucking everything's brown, you know, like how horrible the seventies horribly green too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Vivid. Like, you know, a clockwork orange era, (laughs) you know, and like, yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of the end of this, like the combat era, you know, fucking Sergeant Sanders or, uh, you know, hell's for heroes, Stephen queen, like, you know, that this is the epitome of that. It's like, okay. High watermark and now horrible decade. And, you know, it really doesn't pick up because war movies change so much, you know, like as you move into the 80s, like you have things like Predator that really influence stuff. 
you know, and uh, Heartbreak Ridge, which is kind of, again, like this feel bad war movie. It, you know, it's it's strange. So I, I really wouldn't say it's like, you know, it, it created the cliches like some things did try to emulate it, like that fucking movie Sahara in the 90s when they tried to remake it. with uh, One of the Belushi's, I think oh, it was horrible. But like, you know, in that kind of sense. Um, but no, I, I don't really think it said anything. I think it was kind of like the capstone. Okay. And it's like, you know, this is it. And I would, uh, decade. I would, I, I would partially agree. I think it does. It, it was influential way later. Cause I don't think this was like a huge fucking hit when it came out. I don't think this was like, uh, you know, a showstopper. I think that people saw this on TV over the years because most people I talk about who love this movie, like saw it when they were kids, you know, like saw it growing up. And I think this is a movie that got probably really famous over time on TV. And um, I think in that sense, then you this movie influenced a lot of things in probably mo- war movies later, like in the 90s and also video games. I remember like Call of Duty had a lot of homages to this, um, Call of Duty 3. And um, Ew. and I think that uh, in, in that sense, it does, uh, it did, you know, uh, influence a lot of stuff. Sure, later no, that's on. a good point. A, a later, you know, a late bloomer, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't because I'm things. pretty sure this wasn't like a. I don't. I don't think it was a flop, but I don't think this was like. I think Mash really was kind of overshadowed like everything that year and Catch Twenty. I, I don't know about Catch Twenty Two, but Mash was kind of like the big thing of 1970. It's interesting, yeah, because you know just how lucky you are when you release. Like, look at 1994 and all the fucking crazy films that came out that year. I know, yeah, and then later on, okay, yeah, like. The Shawshank Redemption gets buried in 94, but then later mm-hmm. it's considered one of the best films of all time. Yeah, you right. Know? You know, brought to you by Spike TV. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by TNT. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, it's interesting. You know, it's some films, they they just they're like that. And it's just you never know when they'll get successful. Apparently, mm-hmm. Kelly's Hero's last release date was on TV and it debuted in Poland on May 2nd, 2020. Right on. <laughs> Where'd you find that fact, dude? <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, Damn. I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah. I'm just, I like shook my I'm head. I'm like, wait, a, what? <laughs> I'm gonna go off on a random tangent here. There are so many fucking great posters for this movie. I've like, seen a lot of them. I, I haven't seen like the official one. I've seen a lot of different ones. I don't think there was, but there's a great foreign ones too. The Japanese one is amazing. I mean, like, okay, if, I love. If you're like into movie posters. I there love so posters of American Same. movies, so I gotta look this up. But this is my favorite. Uh, if you guys look at the hero one, because <laughs> there's a line in the film like "To a New Yorker like you, a hero's strange kind of sandwich." Yeah. <laughs> oh my you know, god. Uh, this is so wow. many good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to use oh, that yeah. one? We can use that one for the. Uh... You Nate, I yeah. was, that's your artistic license. Okay. I don't care. Yes, I'll do it. Um. I don't know how it, it's interesting. Um, I, I I I was doing some research on this. Apparently, there's a lot of deleted stuff from this. Uh, that uh, there was like there was like sex and nude scenes in it originally that they took out. <laughs> there was a whole female wow. character played by because this was directed by the same guy who did Where Eagles Dare. And, oh really? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The main girl in Great that book. was the main girl in that movie was supposed to be in this. She was going to be like huh. a love interest in this, but they cut her completely out of it. And there was a whole scene where Oddball and a bunch and his crew were like having, they're like frolicking naked with a bunch of French girls and stuff. Like, uh, like <laughs> I guess implying an orgy because they're like hippies and shit. But uh, that's hysterical. But they cut that shit all all that out of the movie. Yeah. So maybe well, somewhere it, that footage exists. Well, it's funny because like 
if you watch the deleted scenes from Fury, they're like they destroyed this movie. It's completely different. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and like, but watching this, it's just like I'm intrigued, but I'm so glad they they did this. <laughs> you know, like right. that's interesting, but I'm glad they stuck to a path. And uh, oh, fuck, what point is going to get to? Um, but yeah, that's crazy, dude, with the fucking uh, the deleted scenes and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, um, I'm looking up some stuff. I wonder uh, if they, yeah, if they exist at all. Oh yeah, uh, uh, I'm looking through some stuff. General Colt, uh, played by Archie Bunker himself. Uh, oh, yeah, Carol O'Connor. <laughs> Carol O'Connor. That was yeah. great, right? This, this, the fucking cast in this movie, dude. Give me my yeah, uniform. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> Even has a lot of people and, who like went on to be, you know, somewhat famous. Like Harry Dean Stanton is in it, and uh, a really young Harry Dean Stanton. Right. Um, so it's it's just cool to see like a lot of faces pop up. Even like the the German tank commander at the end. I don't know that actor's name, but I very I, famous. I've seen yeah, he's him been in, in other shit. Yeah, he was in tons of things. He was in he's The Great like Escape. The, um, he's like the only guy that speaks German too. Yeah, he plays uh, the guy at the end in The Great Escape. Ah. Yeah, the guy that captures. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah captures yeah. Bartlett. Yeah, um, but yep. uh, good luck. Uh, that's another movie I haven't seen. Oh, uh, what? So, that's a great movie. <laughs> now that's one I grew up with. Yeah, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so something I just want to touch on quick. So I grew up with this movie as well, watching it forever, you know, through museums and stuff. I've literally probably seen it, not probably as much as Mike has said, but like at least 20 times. And now that I'm into making films and stuff, I, I, I watched this movie about two months ago, just objectively. And I'm like, I'm going to forget everything I know about it. I'm just going to watch it. and I'm going to have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very interesting to do that because like, it's very serious. In the beginning of the movie like if you think about it right yeah. and you know what i realized was that yeah surface level it's this funny story about like oh look we're going after the gold and it's based on a little bit of reality but if you listen if you really really pay attention and this is what i pay into like you were saying michael with the deleted scenes mm-hmm. is that you know clint eastwood is this lieutenant that was stripped of his rank because he got fucked and he got sent as a private to this unit and when he comes back with the POW, he says something very interesting. He's like, I told you to find a kid. And he goes, oh, I'm not going to find a kid. And he then he talks about, we got to bring him back to division. Clint Eastwood trying to get a juicy fucking POW to, you know, spruce up the guys back at division so that he can get out of the fucking line. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. Yep. And, but through the process, he finds the gold and he's like, fuck him. I'm going to, you know, screw him over. Yeah. So it's just very interesting, you know, if you really pay attention to it and read the motivations of the characters that's there clearly yeah you know it's a different type of movie you know not this haha funny that was another thing that was in the deleted scenes that i saw was that there was a lot of other scenes where like people were giving him shit about what he did you know and there was (laughs) like he was there was other scenes where he was like you know like upset about it and shit like that like it was a bigger part of the movie originally huh interesting they they cut it in a way where he's just kind of the stoic annoying guy (laughs) you know we're not annoying but like, like annoyed annoyed at everything yeah right but, uh, I, you know what you said about you know like fuck them you know again it's the time this came out you know other war movies of the time you know it's more about like sticking it to the man you know and uh yeah this definitely like you has said, that the dirty dozen yeah exactly you know? or um you know like even mash and uh, catch 22 have some of that in there even uh hell is for heroes mm-hmm. fucking steve mcqueen yep. is just you're loose and everything I, I mean it's it's that interestingly you know like bad guy late 60s character but he doesn't have a fucking switchblade in you know inner city he's got a grease gun and he's on fucking the marginal line <laughs> you know so it, it's this interesting dynamic 
not your father's early 60s, like, oh, look, it's co- it's combat. And, you know, here's Frenchie and everybody or, or Hogan's Heroes, which was on TV. You know, it's just like g- kind of gritty version of the war shoot 'em up films, you yeah. know? This and it's not to- even like, mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think Hogan's Heroes went off the air the year this uh, this came out. So that's, that's yeah. interesting. I think it was, yeah, the Lifting Late Hey, Hogan. Um, <laughs> God damn it. But uh, what's funny, too, is that, you know, Inglorious Bastards, the original B movie comes out around this time, you know, and that was also like an interesting product of this era because this movie could have easily been that if it didn't have a lot of funding and not a good you know casting mm-hmm. uh but because it was just it had a lot behind it a weight it, it became this is great film yeah yeah um crazy shit man i guess i guess to to go into i guess particulars here uh, we know it sounds like everyone's pretty much on board with liking it what uh let's let's go into what uh and i want to start with you Brian on this what did what do you not like is there anything you don't like about this going in after viewing it recently like like to, like mean, to be very particular what is something you don't like about oh it? I could be incredibly particular okay. the Germans outbounds are wrong the jeep fucking numbers are wrong um the tanks are all wrong <laughs> I mean you know fucking there's tons of things that I can nitpick about this film right that I could totally destroy it mm-hmm. but like I mentioned earlier like as a whole it's just far enough out of reality where it's okay, at least in my opinion. Right, yeah. You know, because it's just like this own universe. It's like kind of like a Bill Malden comic come to life. And it's like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. It's This is funny. Mm-hmm. It's like Inglorious Bastards is kind of the same for me. It's just enough out of the realm of reality where I can really respect where it. Where you don't it, hold right? it to the same caliber of being it's, ultra correct in that sense. It's not like Force 10 from Navarone, which is a horrible fucking piece of shit that should <laughs> yeah. never have been made at all. Oh, and man. like, it's what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're trying just to capitalize on the film you had earlier, but nobody from the cast wanted to do it because they were fucking 20 years older. You know, like right, yeah. that, right. Yes. it's not trying to be something different. It's like, th- we got a cool story. We're going to have fun with it and fucking join us for the ride. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what's cool about it. It's just enough out there. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah, now that you bring up Force Stuff from Never, there's a lot of that shit, like the Dirty Dozen, the next mission or some shit. or Jarhead 2. Did <laughs> <laughs> they make them numerous Jarhead movies? There's it's like 17 or something. Yeah, they, they never, like somebody bought the name to the There's like, you know, there's the like four or, or five of them, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's nothing to do with the first and none one. of them the saints and soldiers and yeah. none of them are are jake oh. gyllenhaal or anything like related to the other one it's just like the, it's like the name is capitalized jarhead four his friend comes out of the cast like you know <laughs> 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 uh. jesus i told you to take the shot <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I think there are there are two other Dirty Dozen movies that came out in the '80s, and they're made for TV movies. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, the next oh. mission and the Fatal Mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, and the, the Fatal Mission, Telly Savalas is like 90 years old. Yes. Yeah, it's hilarious. He, he's so fucking old he can only wear a fucking liner. He can't even wear a steel pot, <laughs> and he just like hip fires a fucking grease gun. Oh, it's my just like neck. The... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because if you had, if you had a steel fucking... pot on his head, it would be like this. It looks like he's just miserable and doesn't want to fucking be on that set the whole the whole film because that's exactly how he felt. <laughs> there's this right. great there's this great interview with uh, Coppola, and he's talking about all his films and stuff. And he's like, "Well, you know, I had trouble making The Godfather, but I liked it. And The Godfather Two, I wanted to make. 
And then there's something called money you have to make for your family. So that's why I make yep. Godfather three. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, it sometimes happens, you got to sell your soul to the devil. It's tragic. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been watching uh Sopranos for the first time and they do nothing oh, yeah. but shit on Godfather three. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm funny. sure it's the anti Godfather. Yeah, sure they're they're know, the just like show. they're like one and two, fantastic. Three piece of shit. <laughs> like, yep. That's such a good show. Yeah. And I drive on that highway like a good deal. I so tried I to get out. Fucking theme song. But they pulled me back in. <laughs> or just when I thought I was out, uh, they pulled me back in. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Sopranos was fucking amazing. But yeah, Kelly's Heroes is good because like you could tell that. I mean, and I'm glad they didn't make another one because that would have been complete dog shit. But um, now you could tell that everybody's having fun because everybody seems like they're really engaged, you know, with their role. And I mean, you got Telly Savalas playing the typical kind of hard ass, you know, NCO. Well, he plays a nut job in the Dirty Dozen, but like, you know, it's just kind of his character. He does it pretty well. And then, you know, Clint Eastwood's Clint Eastwood. So he's the same in every fucking film. Um, but. He's a step the up. The man with John no Wayne. name with a Thompson in a in a tank instead of a horse and a SIA, right. you know. Right. Yeah, you know, he was but. in Where Eagles Dare, which is why he's in this. So Yeah. The, uh, well, yeah, with the same director that makes the, sense. The, yeah, the, it's the same director. The only guy I recognized outside of kind of like that era of filmmaking was the guy who was in Aliens One. Yeah, he, to Harry Dean Stanton. Is that who that is? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, okay, he's, sorry. He's like, I, don't, I don't know his no, name. It's all good. I just know he's the dude with the long-ass nose who dies in Aliens. with the Right, the guy who says right all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, so. He's got a very predominant nose. We'll just say that. Yeah, this, he was the like nose a... nose nose. Yeah. It's like, a little bit younger. It's, yeah. like, it's like whenever you mm-hmm. see someone with a giant nose and you go, oh, that's the guy from The Pianist. Oh, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Brody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever his name Long is. Pole. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fa- oh, a lot of faces I recognize. Not not every name I knew. I like how the Germans yeah. were totally not speaking German. That was hilarious. Those, oh yeah, it's so <laughs> bad when they're in the square. Yeah, what dude? Ich bin ein Dinkin. Yeah, you know, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> that was really funny. What are you doing, Hans? Yeah, no, it's, it's like, like the, the tank commander who's clearly German in real life. He was the only one who like seemed yeah. off. And all he says is "Jawohl." <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. They probably cast him. He's like, "You sound the most like an SSR. You have the longest. You you live the longest, dude." That you know? that yeah. guy, that guy who was the tank commander, is the weirdest fucking looking dude in the history of the world. That's why they so, cast him <laughs> as Nazis. A <laughs> friend know? of mine. He is he is some kind of. Weird. It's like someone took Mario sixty four face maker and stretched his face out to be a, <laughs> a fucking potato. It's just I don't understand well, it. We'll have mine here eventually, but a buddy of mine who was the director of the museum I started at, he looks like that character. Oh, no, and wow. his whole time like reenacting, there was like, dude, are you a tank commander? To the point where he used to, he used to like put a pants uniform on a gap and be like, do like the fucking point and everything. <laughs> It's hysterical. It's like someone. It's like, it's like someone like really some badly UV'd someone's face on a 3D character, and they just like took the fat meter and yeah. just went. Pfft. Yeah, he he looks like he has prosthetics. He on looks his face, more he wide than he is tall. The Fiona system is rotten. Like I I, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's he's, he's it's called a chode. <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff though, and he plays he, very serious yeah. characters too. Oh, yeah. Car, uh, Carl Otto Alberti was his name. Carl Oof, Otto Alberti. That's a mouthful. Mike, yeah. they, Mike um, they call it a cheese wheel, by the way. Yeah, Alberti. Tuna can, yeah. Tuna can. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Jeebus. Carl Otto Tuna can. 
but it's funny. It's like the only time you ever see a German. Great, great fucking cast. Oh yeah, no, it, it's well cast mm. and uh, it's just a great film on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really intrigued to see those fucking deleted scenes. See, yeah, see they if they exist. exist. Mike, you have been, um, you have been fairly just sitting back and digesting. I think what people say, but let's name something you don't like. Uh, this, uh, not, 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 not like, not like you know, weapon particulars or the vehicle stuff. Like what Brian says, is there anything that like you go, what the fuck? Like just, I like everything but this. Well, if you so you just excluded what I was gonna. T- well, I was gonna talk about uniforms. Oh uh, well, talk about the uniforms. But, Go for it. So even when I was a kid, I realized that those SS Panzer uniforms were complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> I mean, they're they're so bad. Why like, are their helmets so high up on their heads? Because they're ill fitting. All the German experts. Or, or is it because they all have long hair and they can't put the helmets on? <laughs> well, no, they probably just didn't know how to adjust the fucking drawstring. Okay. So yeah. they probably just set it up. I mean, because weren't a lot of those guys like Yugoslavian soldiers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can only assume that that's what that was. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Yugoslavian soldier? They wear their fucking helmets way up high too. I don't know what it is. Oh. But <laughs> yeah, it's that that draws me not the, the the yeah the uniforms in general are. I mean, the American ones are fine. And they actually have 35th ID patches on, which is a unit that was in that area, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so somebody did a little bit of research. The, the, Amer- but, the American um, stuff looked totally fine in terms of uniform-wise to me, unless there was something I totally yeah, missed. Yeah, the weapons, we can get to that. But, yeah. like, um, love the Shermans. Uh, don't really have a problem with those, obviously. Let's see. There's nothing I really don't like. I'm trying to think hard. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's one of these films where I find it very difficult to find something that I don't like. Right, yeah. I, I, but yeah, the SS uniforms at the end always stood out to me, even as a kid. And it's funny because GI Joe, right, the Hasbro brand, yeah, because I used to play with those fuckers when I was a kid, and they actually made a, a tank commander, and they must have based it off that fucking that the, those those uniforms because it had white piping, it had the fucking SS shit on it, and it was like totally, totally shitty. Yeah, I mean, like completely shitty, and. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it is funny at the end when they trade the uniforms and he's got the side cap on. It's like, I mean, they're just, they, they made those up. Like the costume department was just like, let's stitch a bunch of shit on black to make it look like Nazi tank, you know, people wear. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's, it's fucked. But, um, if, if, yeah, if you were, if you were to compare that to, um, and I'm just curious, just did, did Fury get, um, their, their, their pants or crew uniforms, correct? Just off the top of your head, um, yeah. Yes. See, Fury did a really good. Here's the problem with Fury, really quick. Yeah. They got all all the uniforms that I could see were pretty fucking good, American and German. Yeah. The problem is they over fucking did it with the SS guys. Like, I mean, they went all out. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the cool guy shit you could possibly ever think of in one spot, and it's like maybe, but this this movie actually just they had a lot of grays, which is what you're going to see in France at that time right. with the regular army. Unit, right, right, you know? right, yeah. And yeah, even like the, I'm just trying to remember now. Um, yeah, and uh, another thing I didn't like is, it's already been brought up, but like the the blatantly not speaking German. Yeah. Like just get one or two guys. Just get one or two guys. It's not that hard. And, you're in fucking and, Yugoslavia. And the guys, Germany's the, the guy, three hours away. Did, did um, on a copy of what you guys were watching, did they have German subtitles? No. Okay, no. I didn't either, and I was curious whether or not it was my copy or not. 
Because I was watching it on yeah, they don't really uh, I was watching say it much. on like uh, some kind of like Roku third party app that kept breaking every fifteen. Minutes. I was watching the same one. Oh my <laughs> dude, did, did 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 it have problems restarting yeah. every time? Yeah, I had to I had to stop it, go back, hit a play again for it to come back. Because sometimes it wouldn't no, come back. I did too because like it would like oh. stop like it was going to add, but then it wouldn't. But it'd come back with just the audio playing. Yes, and I just yes, be like, what the be, fuck is be, this? It'd be ninety nine percent, and I'd be like, yes, what what the hell am I doing? I, I, I almost paid for it, and I know there was a copy of it on... By the way, it's a fucking, you know, 50-year-old oh, movie. God. You can find it online somewhere. You don't have to always Have you guys it. ever farted and it doesn't stink, and then all of a sudden oh, you move? You move, and, and you then it, it like... Out. And it mustard gases yourself on the top of oh, your shirt. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I fucking love that. <laughs> I don't love it. It's 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 like a it's like a surprise that you don't want. You know, it's called a German gas attack. It sneaks up on you. It just it, shit. It literally distracted me that much. It ruined my train of thought. So, so. this is interesting. Um, just dug down into it a little bit after uh, Michael mentioned it. So yeah, twenty minutes of the film was cut, and uh, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes of the film was cut. Holy Clint, fuck! When Clint Eastwood saw this cut, he said, "You can't release this." And he was heartbroken. And originally, the the title of the movie is going to be called Warriors. And uh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there is one cut Come that Clint Eastwood made play. of the original film. <laughs> nice reference, dude. Warriors. I don't have. I don't Warriors. have any. I don't have any uh, glass bottles, but I have like three plastic ones. Come out and play. It's not the same. But yeah, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. The Weird. Same. Plastic's not the same as glass. <laughs> There goes your old water. Um, but uh, very interesting. Water. And so apparently there's a cut out there somewhere that Clint Eastwood made with all the original shit, um, but it's never been released. This is almost interesting to like, do a little piece on, like a documentary. What's the, the real story behind this cult classic that TV probably made popular? But I wonder how it did overseas, too. Because there's so many, like, we're talking about fucking crazy posters earlier. I can you know? tell, I can see if I can. Were they big in Japan? I can see if I can find that for you. Hold on. Um, maybe, maybe some of the foreign versions have the deleted scenes in it. That, uh, yeah. That, that would sometimes. actually be very interesting, considering if New India was involved. Although I know in the 70s, they were kind of free-flowing with that at that point. But it would be very interesting to see if the European yeah. side this is This was different. still kind of early for nudity. So, you know, it's, uh, mm. I mean, the yeah, next. Not the, really. I mean, it's, it's still it's for Hollywood. After, yeah, it's still like. Oh, it trust me, they the showed beginning. they showed stuff, but like whether or not it would be. Oh, I know. Prevalent to yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they basically took a very serious film and made it all comedic. So I, I would love to see the fucking serious version of it. So you asked me um, what it made internationally. Yes. Uh, Two potatoes. Five million two hundred thousand. Would it make domestic? <laughs> Five million two hundred thousand. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. Um, let me see here. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to give me. Okay, I guess it made five million two hundred thousand total everywhere for everything. How much did it cost? Uh... There are some stills that exist from the deleted scenes. Oh, good. One with the general with a, a woman. Four million dollars. <laughs> so they made and a million it, bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. It said it said um, made a budget of four. Oh fuck. No, never mind. Sorry. It's I'm another one where he's getting a German officer down. This information on the is not good. 
okay, no, four million dollars was its budget. It made five point two million. It's not a loss. I mean, no, it's not a loss. No, and then it it does say that uh, it does say inflation has increased sixfold since nineteen seventies. Yeah, no fucking (laughs) shit. Never didn't know that. Yeah, I I don't need the fucking internet telling me that. Go buy gas. Yeah. Huh. Damn it! I'm just really intrigued about what this movie actually was originally. No idea. Probably just a lot more floppy tits. Probably, dude. But, floppy you know, tits and Bush yeah. for the win. Apparently, there was this seventies yeah, Bush, uncontrollable yeah. fucking <laughs> Chewbacca style. Chewbacca style. Oh my god! So we go to IMFDB. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, let's get her done. So yeah, go to IMFDB. M one A one Thompson. Thompson, yes. Thompson. And I think a lot of them, well, some of them I think had the the front forend, like a sling mount protector thingy. Yeah. That was a thing during the war. uh, Which which, which one are you talking about? Uh, Oh, that thing. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That was a wartime thing because they had trouble with the handguards. That's kind of a later war thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was a stiffener. It came out like in mid-44. But okay. it's one little cool thing. Yeah, it's because it's um, if those take a big shock, they snap, they break right there. Oh, yeah. I found that they, out uh, with Dear Rosa, so yeah. <laughs> they Oops. switch back and forth between this and the ones that doesn't have the... Yeah, the, they don't yeah, have per- the, band, the ears yeah. in the back, yeah. Oh, wait. The uh, most wait, expensive helmet net ever now? Wait, yeah, wait. it's the next gun that's mentioned in this, I think. Wait. If you keep... Why is it the most expensive helmet net ever? Oh. Like the commando helmet nets? They're so hard to oh, find Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the M1A one, but it's the one with the. Because Hollywood used them all up. It's the one with the ladder sights, right? Or no, the flip. The that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, the M1. Yeah, M1. Yeah, yep. that's the one without the side protector. But there are also transitional ones too. Yeah. I love transitional Thompsons, like finned M1s or smooth barrel L-sided uh, 28s. And... You don't see these a lot in movies. Uh, these ones right here. Uh, well, it's because well, it's, no, well, no, not, not the, the ones without the ears in the back. Yeah, because yeah, well, because straight it's, ones. It's because they're transitional from the 1928s to the. Because what they did was they made yeah. the M1A ones. They made them originally all like this, and then they went, "Oh shit, GIs are stupid, and they're bending all the sights." Right. So mm-hmm. they put those yeah. sight protectors on there to make sure it wasn't that they were. So I they mean, took I a lot. Yeah. They took a lot of them like that, and they put the flops on the sides. For that reason, I these also are. I've seen a number uh, of them in photos, so yeah. Well, they exist. They, also they, just, they, just, they just transitioned them to be M1A ones. Yeah. So yeah. These also aren't straight A1s because they have cross bolts in the stock or uh, M1s. That was a thing because the stocks are breaking too. So hmm. that's something you get a lot wrong with M1 or 1928s as well because they were all modified after the war. But he's one handing it. I didn't like that one though. But yeah. <laughs> so many MP40s. Uh, yeah, MP40. This is Thompson and MP40 porn. This. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like porn sometimes. It's 60s. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay, well, these done, helmets. I'm, yeah. I'm done for the night after that fucking comment. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. Like a little bit of 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 a little what? <laughs> Brian shot at something that's going to make everyone's Yes, I have a CBT. Off. Yes. Uh, no, down one. Like, the two Germans. I think yes. I actually started my Alexa. Wait a minute. So, 
Those are M42s. There were never fucking double decal M42s. They only did that in war movies to make them look more German. Oh, yeah. So, just yeah. a little fun note. I'll be right back. I just actually started my Alexa. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> With what? Apparently, porn? CBT means Bruno Mars. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, there was so there was one M1 carbine with the grenade launcher. Yeah, with the nade launcher. Oh, I love the Thompson mags in the back pocket. <laughs> yeah, they um, um, I, I, I oh, that's one, one, one thing I really liked, though, about this was they showed them immediately pulling off their packs. Yeah, drop yep. your packs and rolls. Yeah, drop, drop, drop your packs, drop everything so you can be mobile. And that's something I, that movies do not get. I nope. actually wanted to ask that. What kind of packs were they wearing? 20s. It didn't look like the 44, 45 pattern okay. packs that this is too early for that, but they definitely right. were used in Europe. You see them actually a good deal. Well, there's the 20. The well, there's 28s mixed in the background, but yeah, primarily though, I saw some in the extra 44, yeah. 45 yeah. pack system and they're great. They're literally awesome. Um, they're, they're the great, the best pack system in the war. They're kind of based off the Marine Corps, um, 782 upper lower pack. Uh, but yeah, and that's so because every GI far. hated the fucking 28, and so do I. Yeah, fucking, fucking sucks. I wonder why. Rather carry all my shit in my tank jacket. Yeah. Um, nice BGS Zelt. <laughs> oh shit! Right there on the German. On the German. Oh, that's yeah, uh, one. Huh? You see that in a lot of war movies back then, where it's like the extras in the background. They'll just fill them up with whatever they have. Yeah, you know. I did. Did, oh, did you notice huh. that the priest had uh, dirty films? The pod. The yes. Padre? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. I love that. That was that made me laugh. Because they never mentioned it again. He's like, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna get nudie flicks and like a bunch of stuff. And he's like, okay. And then they come back and it's like, you know, like what is that? Moisten PU. That's a that's a that's a PEM. Okay. No, it's a PU. No, uh... it's a PU. Oh, it is. I, I was looking at yeah. Okay, it's PU. I like uh, the bayonet that's like tied on. It's in the so it's funny. It's <laughs> if you look in the, in the beginning of the film uh, when they're in the jeep, he actually is using the PU uh, to, against the neck of the colonel because you could see the front barrel band on the Moisen. It's hmm. overlapping the barrel. I noticed that this time around. I noticed that this time around. You make fun and, of my uh, accent. Jesus. Moisen. Moisen. I just want to know where the other I is in the word Moisen. 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 Moist nugget. Moisen. It's, uh, Brian, it's Mausen. All right. I want you to know oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Come yeah. On. Go back into the ocean where you came from. <laughs> Go back to the ocean. Oh, my God. Do they really? Hold on. Ocean. Go up for a second. Go uh, I thought the no, like the just the K ninety eight, like the the, the stock footage, the stock image. Is that a fucking Mitchell's mount? No, it's not. The bolt's not chrome. No. I was gonna say. <laughs> oh oh god. god, let's not talk. About, friends don't let friends talk about Mitchell's Mausers. Okay. Fucking god, yeah, we never see these things in action, but we see the extras carrying some mm -hmm. of them. Lee Enfield, what? Yeah, I, there's a bunch. Oh, of Oh wow! These in here. Again, yeah, it's just, whatever they had, they would just give them to the extras. Yeah. Like you know, put god, a rifle that on machine gun mount. On the Jeep is so wrong, it just hurts. <laughs> but it's okay because it's great. Brian. Every boomer in Reading has one. Oh my god! <laughs> it's gotta be right. Does my Jeep have a thirty cal on it? Yes. Is it the right mount? Also yes. Is it that yeah, one? Thought, no. Yeah, I thought that's what that thing was. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get it. Like I like. Okay, Mike. Since we talked about since we talked about um our problems with playback, I didn't want to try to pause the goddamn thing and then have it f- picture fail on me. So I stopped pausing the film after like three times. But <laughs> I yeah, like you, as soon as you said that these aren't the real BRs. Yeah, it's WD twenty. Yeah. I thought I thought. I fucking oh, I could have sworn but... it was an it was an FNBAR like a post war, but are those so? so what similar. is that? Is that a Polish? They're Polish BARs. It's like a ver- a <laughs> version of the BAR, they, I guess. Like their yes, version of it. They licensed they licensed it and they yeah. were able to make it. Wait, and yeah. It's basically a BAR I, with a I, obviously with it's nineteen twenty eight, but I've never seen any any version of this anywhere. How come? Well, you, kept, you know, how many days did Poland fight in World War II? Nathan? <laughs> well, Pol- they did the same thing with the uh, with the the Browning 1917 with the WZ30. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Brad, yep. Brad, I'm holding this up. <laughs> well, I'm not being a dick. I'm, I'm just saying that's the real reason you haven't seen it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't show. They it were very. To, they yeah. don't show it enough in the movie for you to really see it. Like I've told many people, it's yeah. not a real BAR, and they're shocked. But they're great guns. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just again, unfortunately, the conflict didn't last long, so people don't really, you know, know they were used or really employed. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a great call, of, like Polish Call of Duty, that came out a year or two ago on Steam. It's on PC games. I forget what it's called right now, but uh, like the whole there's a whole mission where you have one of those and you just like mow down attacking Germans. <laughs> Fun as fuck. Oh, but, I uh, remember that being out. I wanted to play that. I gotta yeah. find that. Yeah. Well, it's Steam sales price. Yeah. Anyway, this is cool. That, that's the something that you don't. Mount. Well, that was a big problem because, like, most of the vehicles, their armor divisions later in the war, they got their 50 cals from down planes. And it became such a problem that they actually had Air Force security guards that would go and secure down, uh, like, crashed planes and stuff because shit kept getting stolen off them. Okay, so on <laughs> this on this topic then, because I'm not really a aviation guy, but is, is, is Oddball's cap, is that an aviator cap? That's a yeah. fighter's cap. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that's definitely not a tanker thing. So yes, they had a similar version to that. Um, it was like all wool, and they also had a different. Uh, so the dispatch riders during the war actually used a World War One style um, flight cap. It was like the nineteen model of nineteen twelve or something, and it looks very similar to that, but it doesn't have the big embosses for the ears and stuff. Um, but no, that's definitely. A, I think it's an A two flight cap. I'm probably getting that wrong, but uh, yeah. But who knows? I mean, tankers did also get A2 jackets. That's kind of not really bullshit. And that because it was a private purchase or like a PX purchase item. You know, I mean, if you had enough money, you could do it. So wearing it in the field, probably not. But you do see tankers with fucking jackets, with leather jackets and shit like that. Where were they filming this? Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I think Serbia was specifically. I, 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 I gathered. I gathered since they're using using the Yugoslavian army that they're in Yugoslavia. But I was mainly mainly curious to like where in Yugoslavia, like in terms of like the region. I think I think I think I read it was in Serbia specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since Yugoslavia no Talk longer about. exists, so yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, if you want to nitpick everything, that machine gun mount is wrong. It's the late war style they didn't use in Europe. Why is there no ammo can? Like, 
The paint just, round. Oh, yeah, there is no big game of cans. It's just, just sitting links, in there. Yeah. It's Link sitting in the bracket. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah. that. Oh, the good thing those aren't going to fall out ever. <laughs> no. The first fucking little bump you hit, that shit's going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They had the... Um, are those the, is it, is it, no, okay, Brian, I think you and I have That's had this late, conversation. Those are late those war. Are late war? Okay. Those are late, the stepped mounts of late war instead of the early war three-piece. I love that shot. That's a great fucking image. <laughs> that should be a poster That's right like, there. That, for me, just sums up this movie. You know, yeah. a guy chomping on a cigar, fucking grinning. And, and the, I love the bolt in that scene of the 30 cal. It just, half of it's not even in frame. And you just see it go back and forth. Like a Vickers gun or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Got fifty dollars. Now I gotta pick up this cannon. I like that like long scene with with Don Rickles, and you think something's gonna happen, but oh, that he's gonna, he's, oh, oh, that's, he's gonna like yeah. step on a mine. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I found one. What what kind is it? <laughs> the kind that blows you up. <laughs> it was cool. It's thirty fifth too. That's a unit mm. you never hear about. Yep, Missouri and Kansas National Guard. Coming up to the. So what did they that do? Like cut? Did they like? Did they like cut too. a hole in the in the fucking? There might be a better image of it. Let's see. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it, <laughs> it is. Looks like, it looks like oh, it looks like they, the legs are still. Looks like they cut a hole. The back legs are off of it. No, the back. They cut no, up. They, no, the back. No, I see what they did. They cut the front leg halfway down. So they made the it. They made it into like a grabbing pole arm for the front leg. Yeah, and then the back legs are off. Yeah, and then shot and drops, the and then it looks thing. like they welded it right. to that would a fucking plate. like dent the goddamn vehicle. And then they <laughs> <laughs> like fucking you know smashes the windshield. Yeah, right. Yeah, look at that. Look, oh look, oh, look, it's tied oh. on. It's tied it's, on. It's tied, oh, it's tied on to on the front the leg. Wire, yeah. You see how you see how the front leg comes down, Nate? yeah, and then it goes into that. Wow. A poor La- no, there's no bearings on that, that thing. It's poor just La fucking Fet like that they chopped up a- just for that. Like it's probably original yeah, it's from probably, World War II. Yeah, <laughs> it could be Hugo. If it, it the way you tell is it has a, a sight base. Okay. I can't tell any of this. Yeah, little. I can't tell. It's all on the wrong side. There's no left yeah, side shots. Yeah. Every single shot you can't see the left side. When all the double D killed German helmets, some yeah, of them look almost Luftwaffe the- colored. No, yeah, the, the color is not good. It's. Yeah, it's great. Machine Gunner looks good though. I like his color of the helmet. But yeah, yeah guys, that's actually probably dudes. a legit M40 like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't seem to have. No, he's that one right there. That's yeah. so like ill-fitting. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's why I asked. I said, I said, you know, Mike, why are all their helmets super high up? Well, so that one's his way, he, he probably needs a 66. And he's wearing a 64 or a 62. Well, that's funny because that's because that's, that's, that's like not the, the same guy. That's a different yeah. guy. So, yeah. They got they <laughs> got the weird. nice they got the not dorky looking dude on the close up shot. So yeah, yeah, right. I didn't notice that, Brian. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the jingle the, jangle the, jingle. The ammo belt just on yeah. the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> They're scratching up the paint. The I just painted this vehicle. Come on. <laughs> Why the fuck would you put it through the giant hole you're standing in? No, I'm gonna put it on the windshield. That's a good idea. <laughs> God, that is ugh. that is just, the he... fact that it's strapped on there with wire, with yeah. welded plates and a welded turret circle onto the top of they, the car the, is the production team had to do something. Make it look cool. <laughs> you gotta make it look ominous. <laughs> and there's there there's your custom uh, yep. MG42 port for the tank there. It's my front sight right. folded down yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. so it can fit through there. Ooh, I didn't know it was a random. I love how also the patents point or uh, 
you know, who is it? Uh, Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor is pointing his gun at him as he's talking to him this casually. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good old Archibald. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Luger's great Luger. touch. Of course, he's he would have a, a fucking 1916 holster. <laughs> I love how he's got a hip holster. That's super tanker. Yep. Yep. You know, like hip or shoulder holsters weren't common with tankers until 1945. Like you know, it, it's such a cool. No matter what the fat boomer tells you, yeah, you can right? fit into a hatch of a tank with a hip holster. Because most of the time you're not Maybe wearing a fucking for yourself. It's hey, you speak hey, for yourself. It's not the hip holster that's keeping you from going inside the fucking tank, okay? <laughs> it's just... your wide birthing hips. No, that's why I said you speak for yourself. I have to get into a fucking Sherman hatch. I have to turn sideways and put my arms up like this. I have to do it too. Like slowly... I'm just. I'm... What Sherman did you get in? Because the, the early ones are like that. The later ones you don't have to. I have to with any of them. Not because I'm not. Is it not, horizontal not, or vertical? Not. <laughs> that's what? an A one or an A four. Not because I'm fat, but because my shoulders are so wide, I have to put my arms up to get in. My shoulders don't make it into the one that I was sitting in. Like I was sitting in the in the gunner's seat, uh-huh. or no, no, I was sitting in the driver's seat. And from here on up, I'm out of the fucking tank. <laughs> like, as my ass is in the seat, like, it doesn't work. You also are a huge human being. Not not, not the fact that, and I don't mean, like, fat. I mean, you're genuinely tall No, yeah, and I big. know. It's just, I'm not a tanker. Yeah. Let's just put it yeah. that when, way. When you ride in the tank, nobody tells you all the stuff that's in the tank. You know, the fucking seat you're on is basically two and a half feet off the ground. There's a giant spring in it. And you push yeah. a lever and you drop. Fucking the guy did tank. that. The guy okay, did that. So. Yeah. And, but he yeah, didn't was... do it enough, though, because, again, like. Yeah, well, he did it, and then surprised. it got up to, like, right here. <laughs> and I'm like, that's still not good. <laughs> like, I had to literally go like this and, like. That's when they sideways. put me in the tank destroyer core. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking. Yeah. What? What? Like, what just, happened to Birch? On the oh, his head got <laughs> taken off by an 88 the other day. We're still collecting his pay. You ever seen the beginning of Fury? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just grab Oops. a bucket. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cheese-eating motherfucker. But anyway, a P38 <sighs> in his pocket. That, that probably looks like a the P38. fucking bleached the potato in a fucking black suit. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that a wrap? Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> on a fucking on a, on a regular Panzer crew, no fucking way. Wait, what are you fucking talking? He's talking about? about this. He's wearing a wrap. Yeah, He's Panzer a wrap. Pa- yeah, it's for be. assault gun crews. No, fuck you. <laughs> okay. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> dude, assault dude, panzer wraps are fucking for tanks. The only difference that you might be wrong is that gray is for assault guns and black is for panzers. But they That's always should be fucking wearing up. wraps. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Um I don't know. I'm that's fucking how Brian's counter out of it. Counter argument. What? Fuck you. <laughs> well, I heard you talking about raps earlier as so I was researching it and I was like, what? No, that's the difference. And so you're right. If it was gray, he'd be fucking wrong. But no, black is correct for that. His fucking. I his wish he was wearing dots. Terrible. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, it's not a good. It's it's definitely a made uniform, but the wraps are right. Yeah. And what are wraps? Hands are wraps. Shirt, they're they're the double breasted. Right. Oh wow, thank yeah. you. Okay, so. all right, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering yeah, about German. the grenade because Telly Savalas is yeah. here. I was like, what is that? I couldn't tell. That's not an F one. That well, yeah, it's a it's a 1935 fuse. Never mind, they got it right. Because I saw like that is not a. So the French? That, that's a training that's grenade. That's a training grenade, yeah. It's oh. a plastic molded grenade for that, yeah. No, that's one of the World War II metal ones. Oh, really? It's just the training oh, grenade. okay. Yeah. It looks really bad. They're, they look, the handles, or the, the spoon is like part of it. It's just a cast hollow thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're really weird. Flak whirling, that's very cool. There's no magazines in it. <laughs> that's probably, yeah. oh, you're right. <laughs> probably propane fired. Pop, 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 pop. 
You rarely see those in movies. Good old T-34 mock-ups. Just goes to show how rare that tank was forever. I'm trying to see what it is, if it's made out of metal or some kind of like fiberglass shell thing. That's it's what like, it kind of looks like to me. Yeah. Well, it's got a fake like Zimmerman coating on it. Yeah. So yeah. the close-ups it's interesting. The close-ups of it, like where you see the MG42 and the whole like it look it's so fucking shiny. It's like it, it's yeah. it doesn't look right. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. It's like it it's like fiberglass that's been sprayed with resin or something. Apparently, uh because it got really expensive, Clint Eastwood and Donald Sutherland helped fund uh, a lot of the uh, conversion for the tanks. Oh, really? And part of the deal was that they were allowed to drive them. <laughs> so, like, in a lot of the scenes where the, where the Tiger's being driven, it's either Clint Eastwood or Donald Sutherland doing it. That's a pretty good deal. And I that, like that. And that yeah. because they had so much fun driving them, that's why they have so much fucking footage of them. And that's why so much footage of it ended up in the libraries, and that's why they were used forever uh, in different movies. That makes sense. So that's something, you know, so, I hope it's true. So this it is one of these true, this is one of these cases to where a lot of B-roll of these tanks are is, is in other movies, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll have to look out for yep. that then. Because I always love seeing that. Yeah, right? You know, it's like, what, what library did it end up in? Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so that's uh, the IMFDB. So you said, li- you said, li- God, your 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 northeastern accent came out really bad with library. I, oh, I, library. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh my <laughs> God, you give me crap. Ew. Ew. I, I gave the fuck up on Brian library. a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, well, you know, because I'm speaking the, the best version of English. It's library. <laughs> it's library. <sighs> there you go. Well, he al- he also adds fucking letters like moisen. So I mean. <laughs> Do you, you also I, say, do you also say Warsh? 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 That's a Midwest thing. That's like a... That's like a... That's like what people in uh, New York State do. They say Warsh. Got your fry sauce? They say rough. Like what Mike B says all the time, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Say what? You say rough. Rough? Yeah. When you try to say you roof, mean? you say like rough. No, I say roof. Uh, no, no. Not all no, the time. No, We've caught you before. Yeah. <laughs> Rough. Nate's probably got a it's, file of all of yeah. our fuck ups somewhere. It's when it's when I don't say rough. I, I don't say roof either. I say r- roof. That might be what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rough, rough. So so Nate. So, um, overall, you know, after talking about it, what'd you think? Um, did, did this live up to the expectations you've heard about this forever? Was it worth avoiding well, for twenty thousand well, well, years? <laughs> I uh I will say uh the one thing that I I I don't I forgot to go over the one things I did not like that actually took me out of it a lot which was I think the editing style which is very 60s um to me uh was the was the cutting of the crowd and the gold at the end. I do not like that. <laughs> that that like jumping but that yeah that drove me absolutely <laughs> fucking crazy. And I know why. It's the same reason why I didn't like some of that with um Come and See. It's the same kind of, you know, except, you know, it's Russian uh media, so it's 20 years later because they're in the 60s and the 80s. So it's like, you know, it's it's just it's just like it I I understand why it was done. I understand the whole what they're trying to do. I as a consumer of entertainment don't like that never have liked it hate it to death and it 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 distracts me more than it distracts me from the moment that we have been wanting and it's confusing me with jump cuts of random fucking people with random fucking things of random fucking stuff that's yeah. kind of makes me with people with bad teeth and joyous thongs it's like I I get it 
<laughs> I said I said joyous thongs. I might just say throngs, but we'll go with thongs. Um, it's just like I, that's that just that's the only thing in terms of the editing and the style of the film that actually pulled me out and me going, "What the fuck?" Like yeah, it's like weird Sam Peckinpah editing. Yeah, or like 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 I've gone this whole entire time to see this rewarding point of them actually getting the gold that's actually in their hands, and then you're distracting me with this weird fucking cutting. Like I I didn't like that, but that is the only thing that really pulled me out of the film. Overall, you know everything like you said, Brian. You know like the 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 inaccuracies, the you know the sixties throwing up the hands and you know shooting, and then half a second later they go. And fall over and die, like you know. I, I, I do that one more time. <laughs> get the... Yeah, there you go. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, so like you know, I, 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 but I, I, I did enjoy it, and uh, I, 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 I think it lives up to the hype. I mean, it, it was, it was really funny to see all like the kind of pop culture references within the hobby from this movie that I didn't, that I knew came from it, but I didn't quite understand it. Like me ain't got no booze. Like, like that. Like now I understand that. Now I'm just going to fucking say that out everywhere. Um, you know, like little things like that, you know, it's just, it was really good lines. Don Rickles is, is, is awesome. And just even Clint Eastwood, Don Southern was fantastic. Like it makes sense. I understand the cult, the cult classic, um, following for this and so yeah i mean like overall i mean me coming in fresh and me ignoring the things that normally brings a movies down like like for example if we were to do bridge of ramagan things from bridge of ramagan will pull it down that i probably won't really count for this and maybe that's biased but i don't know it's like what brian said it's like it's just enough out there where i don't have to take it seriously in that in that sense like bridge of ramagan we have to um, which maybe we'll redo that one again at some point when we're not hating life because that was when we were like grinding episodes like mad at the beginning days and we our energy levels were like fucking sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, overall, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 Scream Mill Gibsons. And I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty good considering what I would normally rip movies apart. I'm not doing for this one. So, I, if it wasn't for that, if if it, if it wasn't for the '60s jolted editing, it probably would be like a nine point five. But yeah, it's like it, that really bothered me. Um, Mike B, go. All right. Well, again, I'm just going to start off by saying I'm extremely biased with this one. It's one of my all-time favorites. I can literally watch this over and over and over and over again, and it does not get old. Um, it's just so fucking funny. Uh, all the lines, and yeah, like you were saying, the pop culture references in the hobby. Yeah, like it's it's quoted all the time. Any kind of any kind of like military history nerd whatsoever, um, you're going to find that they know at least one line that they just randomly say in a in a given interaction and it's it's so funny like the the negative waves thing it's overdone but like every time i hear somebody say that i'm like ah okay it's like a a secret code you know but yeah it's i mean i've shown this to people too that don't like war movies they don't like military history don't give a fuck and they still think it's funny as shit so it's it's a it's a war comedy basically and it's a standalone which like we were talking about which is a good thing so Anyway, 
I love it. Uh, I can forgive so much shitness because like you said, it's not supposed to be taken super seriously. It, it's, it's intentionally bizarre and humorous and ridiculous. So, uh, but yeah, this is going to obviously, I don't know if I've ever given this score before, but this for me gets a solid 10. So it, I, I fucking love this movie. I always will. It's, it's just one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, so much has been said about this. Um, there's really not a lot more to say, but just summing up, uh, it's a very interesting product of its time. And it's been very interesting to learn, you know, the real story behind it um, this evening. You know, I really want to look into it more, but uh, for what it is, I mean, it's a very interesting, funny, quirky film. And it's this one that if you're in the the military, you know, reenactment or the like, you know, collecting society, you'll eventually see a meme or hear about it in some way, shape or form because of just how quotable and bombastic or whatever it is. Um, you know, it, it, I'm going to be biased because I've just been around it so long, but yeah, I'm going to have to end up giving it a 10 and it's got a shit ton of flaws, tons of flaws, like, you know, but it's just this really strange thing. When I come back to it, it's just like, you know, it's just, you're, it's going to deliver every time and just, yeah, it, it's a very interesting, quirky World War II film. Before I give my review, can I just ask, like, do you think the flaws are kind of what make it, you know, what it is, like make it fun and all that stuff that's part of it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, because it makes it more human in a way, mm -hmm. you know, because, of, you know, if we look at Band of Brothers, they do a good job of character development, you know, like with everybody and stuff. But in World War II, you have people like fucking Crap Game. You know, you have these very vocal people that you really only get in these older war films, like one of my favorite films is battleground and you have that so well displayed, you know, these different culture clashes of, of people and stuff, not like these, you know, smaller nuanced versions of that. Um, so I think, you know, the flaws and the personalities what really make this, you know, it, it's just because again, like I mentioned earlier, like this really easily could have been uh, Inglorious Bastards, the original, like that B or C level of a film but it just had enough money and enough of a good cast to pull it out of that, you know? Um, but it does sound like it was cut into that though. And that was a more serious film, which is interesting. So it's like, there's a really, I don't know. This don't, film gets more intriguing the more I think about it. I don't know it. if it was necessarily <laughs> like, more serious, but like it probably was a bit more edgier, you know? Uh, yeah. More edgier. I will, I will, I will, I, I, more edgier. <laughs> They seem more edgier in my, and I just, I can't think of anything else now. <laughs> um, like I say, I haven't watched it a bunch of times, but I know all of the famous lines from it, obviously from being around history nerds and stuff like that. I just, I've seen it quoted so much. Um, I know all of yeah the references, uh, and you know, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I, um, yeah, it, it's it's it, like trying to critique it in terms of, you know, being ultra realistic is just pointless. It's not uh, clearly that's not what it is and it's not meant to be. Um, uh, I don't think I like necessarily love it, uh, love it, but I would probably like this would probably be a lot, lot more fun to watch with like a group of people. I think, you know, like if we were if all of us were chilling, you know, we were going to put this on like that would 
that would I, I think I'd like to watch it in that way, you know, rather than just solo. Um, so in that in that sense, I think it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's funny. I have watched this film with groups of people, and I totally agree. You know, like when we we used to do these events at the, that museum I worked at, uh, where we'd like drive tanks and like have a mock battle and stuff. And every night beforehand, we would always have dinner, take, like you know, two cases of beer and watch this film. And like when you have a group of tankers in a room watching a movie about tanks, like it's it's fucking funny. And uh, you know, stories always come out and stuff. So calculating the score by putting it into the computer that will tell us if this is a when good Yugoslavia will fall implode. Oh, yeah. uh, the answer is nineteen ninety. Uh, <laughs> 8.8 so not bad definitely worth a watch you know and again it always delivers like you'll find something I, I, I still have yet to go back and check the scores but I think this is the highest is it? I think so yeah I think it's one higher but we'll have to see sorry so. to interrupt you but I think it is the highest it's fine I'm used to it by now but <laughs> <laughs> but um, no it's a really uh, it's a really good movie you know um, just if you want to laugh, laugh. And if you watch this film and you don't laugh, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else to say, but like there's there's going to be some part of this film where it's going to get you. Um, and it's just, yeah. And also it's got some pretty good cinematography and cool guns. And it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's worth it. So, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, catch you next time. Fuck you, Nathan. You don't know, man. You weren't there. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.